do i need labor laws in my career i know this is a cliche i will not walk down that road let me rather ask a simple question is labor law a skill skill is the ability to do something well specially because of training or practice labor law is a skill from that perspective but do i need this skill in my career hr people they are sales human resource manufacturing human resource human resource business partner compensation and benefits and payroll human resource students of human resource management chief human resource officer i also include here the entrepreneurs who do not have a human resource department i have a data to share i listed down 27 provisions in the new labor codes and checked how many provisions will impact each of these people in hr and entrepreneurs the results have a story to tell out of 27 the provisions that will impact sales hr is 24 manufacturing hr is 23 HR business partner 24 compensation and benefit HR 16 CHRO 22 students and entrepreneurs 23 what has changed so significantly why will the labor codes impact all let me take up 10 changes and see how it will impact us first is wages lots of people have written that with the new labor codes the net salary of employees will be reduced that representative bodies have written to government to amend the law let me try to remove the clutter and analyze how much will it impact hr people before going to the word wage or salary as you may like to call it is important to know who will be covered in the definition the code of wages 2019 deals with the provisions related to wages and it applies to all employees the word employee has a very broad coverage and anyone working for wages is included a worker doing work of any skill level unskilled semi skilled skilled manual technical operational is included amitav what has changed all these were there earlier too the change is this first people doing supervisory administrative and managerial work is included in the definition which means you are shift supervisors managers department heads support staff too will be included in the definition of employee second it applies to all establishments where industry trade business manufacture is carried out this means that all establishment whether it's factory mines plantation mall warehouses data processing units commercial offices will be covered few establishments like hospitals educational institutions lic will not be covered third the word workers itself has become broader it now includes working journalists and sales promotion employees the entire sales organization territory sales executive territory sales manager regional sales manager zonal sales manager business development manager is now covered under the definition of employees so the first part of the story is that almost everyone in almost every industry will now be covered under the definition of wages hr people if you are handling the employee life cycle issues this change will impact you next what has changed in the definition of wages 
without bothering you with the complexity let me simply put the conundrums and why it is creating ripples wages is all remuneration whether paid as salary or allowances paid in terms of money or provided as facilities different companies have different salary structure based on their needs or their compensation strategy there are certain heads like basic pay dns allowances and there might be other allowances like night shift allowance travel allowance uniform allowance all these salary heads add up to form the gross salary the definition has two components certain heads of salary that are included in the definition others that are not included it mentions that if the sum of amount under not included heads exceed 50% of the gross salary the excess will be added in the included list the sum of the amount in included list will be treated as wage let me give an example anugra earns a monthly gross salary of 50000 out of which his salary under not included list like hra travel allowances adds up to rupees 30000 50% of his gross salary amounts to 25000 so the difference of rupees 5000 in his not included list is added to his included list which now goes up from 20000 to 25000 his monthly wage will be considered as rupees 25000 looks harmless till now now let's look at the statutory deductions employees contribution to provident fund will be calculated on wages which is 50% of gross salary most probably in your present practice pf is deducted on a lesser component the moment you deduct pf on 50% of gross the net salary will be reduced the second change is on minimum wages the regime of minimum wages has a very confusing history state wage central wage scheduled employments zone a zone b change in dns allowances change in rates infrequently sometimes no change for more than a year for a hr practitioner it is very difficult to keep a tab the labor code regime will create significant change minimum wage will follow the pied piper wherever the definition of wages goes the minimum wage will follow we just discussed the definition of wages the included and not included list the wages cannot be less than minimum wage assuming your salary is 50% of the gross salary it cannot be less than minimum wages so minimum wage will come to your workplace too the brighter side of the story is that minimum wage regime itself is set to get more organized minimum wages will be applicable to all establishments except hospitals educational institutions and few others minimum wages both state and central will be benchmarked against the floor wages the setting up of minimum wages will be more equitable and the revision will follow the scheduled timelines all hr people who are impacted by the definition of wages will be impacted by the minimum wages too the third change is same work or work of similar nature we saw the super broad application of the word employees the code of wages 2019 mentions that if the skill effort experience and responsibility is same then there should be no discrimination on the basis of gender of an employee 
Zero tolerance to workplace discrimination on the basis of gender is now a legal mandate and HR professionals whether it's sales HR HR business partner manufacturing HR will have to comply compensation and benefit professionals will have to include this in their compensation design the fourth change is with industrial dispute this has been the den of industrial relation experts and many of us have pronounced this word more than our own name this word will now be used and handled by other hr practitioners too and rightly so industrial dispute is a conflict between employers and workers or between workers and workers employer here does not mean hr people it means the owner of establishment but it is hr wala's bread and butter role to resolve disputes so if a sales executive raises conflict with the management it has to be resolved the sales hr human resource business partner will have to play the role of industrial relations manager the fifth change is fixed term employees apparel manufacturing sector was initially allowed to engage fixed term employees in 2018 this provision was extended to all establishments now the labor code has institutionalized hiring of fixed term employees but there are conditions attached to it their salary cannot be less than that of employees in continuous employment they will get gratuity even if the contract is of 1 year fixed term employment versus continuous employment will be an ongoing business need but hr people will need to be at the vanguard to comply the law sales hr human resource business partner and compensation and benefits people will be called upon to manage their life cycle issues and hence it will be good to know the rules of the game the sixth change is negotiating union and negotiating council Once again the bastion of industrial relation experts is going to be invaded by sales HR and human resource business partners a registered trade union with more than 51% of workers as member of the union is negotiating union and if there are multiple trade unions those unions that have more than 20% of workers of the establishment as its members will be part of the negotiating council for the establishment why this provision is critical the definition of workers has been radically expanded in labor codes there are nine type of workers some workers are brought to the mainstream like sales promotion employees audio visual workers working journalists building and other construction workers while new types are added like gig worker platform worker home worker socially the gap between have and have nots is increasing and there will always be some messia outside who will promise these workers to eliminate this gap and people will follow the pipe piper historically these agitations have happened mostly in manufacturing units but with this social empowerments the change of people organizing together for bargain can be a reality the seventh change is interstate migrant worker I do not remember any labor department's inspection inquiring about interstate migrant worker. That was pre-COVID. The last two years have created huge sensitivity on migrant workers. For those talent acquisition team, 
hiring college students from campus of one state for working in units in another state the provisions of interstate migrant labor will apply you will need to make arrangement for their accommodation in the location where they work inform the labor authorities and the family members in case of injury to these people while there is no bar on hiring interstate migrant workers the compliance requirements have to be met the eighth change is sales promotion employees the sales meet is one of the most energizing event that happens in a company but a sales person's job is probably the toughest no place to eat no restroom long travel every day tough sales calls it is just fair to bring them to the mainstream in addition to all the initiatives that you do to build a vibrant sales team you need to look into the requirements of law they will get one earned leave for every 11 days the norm of providing 30 earned leave a year which is applicable to other employee has to be reviewed for sales employees there are similar requirements of leave overtime working hour that also has to be reviewed the ninth change is working hours leave holidays and overtime the provisions related to working hours leave holidays and overtime too has been modified there are few changes that are quite significant prior consent of a worker is required before putting him on overtime a worker shall be entitled to request encashment of earned leave at the end of calendar year in cases of dismissal discharge or resignation of a worker his accumulated earned leave shall be paid within 2 working days the 10th change is employee information and monitoring one government office that is least visited by the hr people is the employment exchange imagine nokri.com managing your local employment exchange office possible yes it is possible under the code of social security 2020 the code has made notification of vacancies more structured and seamless a new concept called career center is introduced and law requires reporting of vacancies to the career center The law puts lots of focus on reporting vacancies electronically. The old castle of labor laws exclusivity to manufacturing, HR and industrial relation expert is up for renovation and expansion. The labor codes are less of labor laws and more of employment laws. New forms of employment like supply chains and new forms of work like gig and platform work is emerging fast. The pie has got bigger and there is opportunity for all of us huge opportunity for HR people to leverage their skill on labor laws and this skill can be acquired with little training and practice grab it